Well, Merry Christmas to me, folks. The Falcons have won their second game of the season, and it was against the Saints, the division rival Saints. I loved watching that football game. Our pass rush, perfect, and we're still alive in in the, the scheme of things. If a lot of bad things happen to a lot of good teams, we could still make the playoffs, okay? The Saints have to lose out, I think, and the Falcons have to win out. But, hey, it's not impossible. So just Merry Christmas. I'm taking this one, and I'm super happy about it. Other surprises around the league. The Titans beat the Chiefs, and I still stand by the decision to start Tannehill over Mariota. Uh, I liked watching him play in Miami. Like I've said before, uh, he had better wide receivers when he was in Miami than they do now. However, he still gave those receivers a chance to to be good in fantasy football, uh, better than what Fitzmagic or what garbage Josh Rosen have produced all year. Um, So Tannehill is the right decision for Tennessee. Um, and I did see a video this week of Mariota lining up in the slot as a wide receiver. So keep an eye on that. It could be a total fluke, but who really knows? Uh, he's a total athlete. I mean, he's a Heisman winner. Um, why not use him if you've got him? So uh, I'd love to see him try out a, a slot position. This isn't college football, but I'd still love to see it. The Dolphins have now won two games in a row, which is another Christmas miracle in November. But hey, they did it, and it's that had to be the first time the Dolphins have won two games in a row in a very long time. I mean, they did it playing two of arguably football's worst two teams, but a win is a win is a win is a win. Uh, the Colts without Jacoby Brissett looked awful, and Brian Hoyer went 18 for 39, which is just sad. The poor Colts. Sunday night, uh, the, that game was awesome. Love watching shootout between two uh, two teams like that. Uh, and I'm very impressed with the Vikings as a whole. I'm more impressed with Kyle Rudolph. Couldn't believe that he had two touchdowns in that game. But what was even more unbelievable than both of those things would be his catch. That first touchdown catch. Wow. That one-handed touchdown catch. Looking like OBJ... And playing better than OBJ, he might have, I don't know, he might have more fantasy points than OBJ does all year. Like, Kyle Rudolph's a solid tight end, but I just love making fun of OBJ. I love making fun of Odell. And I honestly, like, I don't know about you guys, I was kind of rooting for for the Browns in the beginning of the season, but not really. I, I don't know. I could go on about how I hate Baker Mayfield and how that team is all hype, but I just I like making fun of them. It is a hobby of mine that I truly enjoy. Screw the Browns. Screw them. I'm glad they're awful. Um, so yeah, uh, Kyle Rudolph, two touchdowns. Uh, Kirk Cousins, his only two touchdowns were the Kyle Rudolph. Um, so great job, uh, Kirk. You beat a team that's better than 500. Uh, congrats. However, it's too bad you just left Stefan Diggs completely out of the equation. I'm pretty disappointed about that. Monday night game was a jaw dropper. It was awesome to watch. Loved that game. Seahawks, 49ers, uh, handed the 49ers their first loss. Did anyone else just bust out laughing when that rookie kicker attempted his overtime field goal? That was pitiful. I mean, just pitiful. Like, you get a chance to make another team, maybe, after San Francisco's obviously going to boot you for their veteran coming back at kicker, and you had a chance to make your team 9-0, and you push it 
20 yards away from the – like, come on. My sister could have made a better attempt at a field goal. That was awful. That was awful. You just you're the hero that sent the team to overtime in the first place, and then and then to do that in overtime. That's sad, buddy. That's sad. But again, another game another game that that builds my case for Russell Wilson uh, and and that MVP candidacy and the Seahawks also being one of the toughest teams in the NFC. Just proving my point. Um, what a game that was. Let's move on to the best players from last week, starting at quarterback with Lamar Jackson. I mean, what, what else is there to say about this guy? Is, is, he, is he the greatest athlete in the NFL right now? I, if I'm crazy, tweet at me. But he might be the most entertaining player to watch, in my opinion, right now. Did everyone see that run? Did everyone see him juke out six guys and score a touchdown from almost 50 yards out? If you haven't watched this video and you aren't easily entertained, do yourself a favor and go ahead and look up Lamar Jackson's run from week 10. I like he he makes men look like boys trying to tackle him. Very entertaining. Very entertaining to watch. At running back, we've got Derrick Henry with 33 points and uh he, you know, he was a big reason that Tennessee pulled off that upset against Kansas City. Uh, he had two touchdowns and 188 yards. I, th- this dude is a tank that will outrun a Maserati. Uh, Derrick Henry is unbelievable to watch. Uh, I love watching him in the Heisman, uh, the Heisman House commercials. Those are my absolute favorite as well. Love watching Derrick Henry do his thing. The other running back that was unbelievable was Dalvin Cook with 31 points. You know, after his rookie year and getting injured the way he did, I wasn't so sure about, about this guy. Wasn't really sure what, what his what his career would turn into. And, you know, I tend to stay away from players who are easily injured uh, in fantasy football. But if you took a chance on him this year, uh, it's, it's paying big dividends for you uh, in, in the scoreboard region. Uh, I think that uh, he makes he makes a average offense in Minnesota work um, and and without without him, Kirk would be Kirk and that would be an offense that struggles, I think. Um, by the way, can anybody tell me the difference between uh, between Dalvin Cook and the BSU rookie? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Alexander Madison. They look exactly the same and the Vikings definitely have a type. Moving on to wide receiver, um, a couple of guys that are going to shock you this week. I, I haven't talked a whole lot about these guys on my podcast before, um, but the number one guy, um, I love it. I told you to start him last week. Christian Kirk, 37.8 points. The dude had three touchdowns, six catches for three touchdowns. And for a guy that's been up and down this season, that's pretty impressive. I've said it from week one. I like watching Kyler Murray play. I think the Cardinals made the right choice with Kyler Murray, and I think that he has real potential to be uh, that that franchise quarterback for for the Cardinals. I I think that that one that that has to be the toughest division in football. I mean, the Rams are third in the division, and uh, the Cardinals are dangerous every time they take the field. And we've already talked about the top two teams in that division. Tough division to be in. The second wide receiver that's going to shock you, Darius Slayton, 34.1 point. Where did this come from? Where, like, who is this guy and and where did he come from? He had two touchdowns off of 10 catches and Daniel Jones throwing for four touchdowns. What is going on? What is happening to the NFL? Why can't this offense be consistent? 
And why can't Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley have a good game together? Why, why is it one or the other? Daniel Jones has a good game or Saquon has a good game. They, they don't mesh. It's a dysfunctional offense, and I don't like it. I don't like one bit of it. I don't like one player from that offense, and I don't trust him. If anybody, I'd have to pick Saquon because he's Saquon. But, I mean, just don't be surprised when next week Darius Slayton comes off his bye and has two catches for 30 yards and five total fantasy points. That's not going to surprise me, folks. That's not going to surprise me. I don't think Darius Slayton is a guy that you start every single week. Use your better judgment. Tight ends. I got Mark Andrews with 23.3 points. He's Lamar's favorite target this year and is a top tight end in the league, 100%. He goes up for those high throws and can come down with just about anything. I love watching him play. I think he's awesome. Uh, and and they honestly, they've got two good good tight ends. Uh, what's, the, what's the kid's name? Boyle? At the very least, you got to give this guy's picture on fantasy football a look because it's pretty hilarious. And he's also had two weeks with over 10 points, so meh. Moving on to the flex, you've got Tyreek Hill with 33 points. The cheetah, he is so fast. God, he is fast. And and speed kills, folks. Speed kills. Plus, I mean, if you're going to be targeted 19 times in a game, come on. I mean, you're bound to score big fantasy points, and he did 157 yards and a touchdown. Have a day, young man. Just keep your hands off your fiancé, all right? Defenses. The only thing that can hit harder than Tyreek Hill is Baltimore's defense. Wow. They can... God, that's bad. I don't know. Can I Can I get away with that on this show? I, who listens to this show, honestly? Forget it. Uh, Baltimore's defense had 22 points. It's hard for me to decide who has the better defense. Does Baltimore have the better defense or does Pittsburgh? I like watching them both. Um, and, and how about Marcus Peters and his transformation from when he left L.A.? The, this week, he had an 89-yard pick six. They are a bunch of fun to watch. Baltimore might be one of my favorite teams to watch this year. Very entertaining and um, making big moves after getting rid of, of Joe Flacco. They did play Cincinnati and, you know, the defeated, not undefeated, but defeated Cincinnati Bengals, uh, who is just pitiful to watch. So um, props, but it's relative. Kicker, Harrison Butker. I told you last week, he had 15, by the way. Told you last week, I was going to pick him up and start him, and he produced. I like it. The guy who tied him was the Falcons kicker, their new kicker, I should say. Um, He scored 15 as well, and the kid has one of the most legendary names out there. I cannot make this up, folks. His name is Young Ho Koo. If he was a rapper, he could just use his first name as a stage name. I'm Young Ho. Like, that's hilarious. Come on. Pickups this week, uh, I'm going to tell you four guys who uh, you should pick up, starting with Darius Guice. I said it last week. Uh, it holds true this week. He could put up big numbers, and it looks like uh, the, the reins are being handed to Dwayne Haskins, and he might get a start. So, uh, you know, with a team that's, that's generally handing their, their offense to younger guys, we could see two rookies with the ball in their hands a lot this week. Darius Guice would not be a bad pickup. If you're looking for a quarterback, Nick Foles, he's gonna he's back this week and he's gonna start against Indy, who has a pretty solid defense. But if your best option right now is Phillip Rivers, that's you, Cody. This might be a better alternative. Nick Foles uh, could come back in a big way. 
Another running back for you, if you're looking for him, Brian Hill. Devon, he plays for Atlanta, if, if you don't know. Uh, he is their third string running back. Devontae is out. Ido Smith is out. Brian Hill had 14 last week. He could be a guy this week that scores 10 to 15, um, and he plays a bad Carolina rush defense, so not a bad pickup there. If you're looking for a tight end, I know you already know about this if you watch the Seahawks, but Jacob Hollister, not a bad pickup. Uh, he has a combined 39 points over his last two games and is getting involved with that explosive offense more and more as the weeks move on. Stardom sit him this week, starting with the stardoms. You're going to want to start Jimmy Garoppolo, and here's why. I know last week was bad, but just two weeks ago, he threw four touchdowns against Arizona and plays them again this week. I expect him to go for 23 or more. Jimmy, porn star Garoppolo is getting the start for me. Mohamed Sanu, another guy who probably deserves a start. Uh, he plays the, the Eagles secondary, who tends to give up a lot of points this year. Um, and last the last time he played, we saw Tom Brady get a little bit more comfortable with him. Plus, you know New England's going to be looking for revenge after their loss against Baltimore. Sit them this week. Don't play Carolina's defense if you've got them. They play the Falcons, and the, you know, the Falcons haven't been terrible. They haven't looked awful on offense. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, the Falcons coming off a big win against the best team in that division, it's not something you want to mess with. If you have a better option, don't start Carolina's defense. Another guy you should sit, Adrian Peterson. With the return of Darius Weiss, he's going to see a guaranteed decrease in snaps, and he hasn't scored since week two, a touchdown that is, so I don't like his odds of having more than 10 points. I'd sit AP the week, this week. All right, time for everybody's favorite segment. I was wrong. Hagen, I'm giving you a personal shout out. I'm sorry. Sometimes logic isn't logical in fantasy football. Mixon had his third good game of the season. How, who, who would have predicted that he was going to have that kind of game? And I mean, he was playing a great defense and David Montgomery simply was not. David Montgomery was on a hot streak, played a terrible defense. Sometimes that's just the way fantasy goes. I do apologize. Uh, I appreciate the Twitter question. Hope to keep those rolling in. However, I made the wrong decision there, um, and who would have known? Another thing that didn't make much sense to me this last week was the fact that Zach Pascal didn't play as well as I picked him uh, to. I, you know, I picked him up off my off the waiver wire and started him because he was going to be the number one wide receiver, and he did nothing. He did nothing for Indy on that offense. Um, but that's just how fantasy football is. I mean, it, some wide receivers are simply better as a number two wide receiver. Ask Juju's fantasy numbers this year. As soon as AB took the spotlight and threw it on Juju, he just hasn't looked the same to me. He's just not the same fantasy player that he was. And that's, that's that. Some guys are just better as a number two wide receiver when they don't have the, the attention of the best corner on the other team. So some guys are just better in that number two position. Uh, that's how it goes in fantasy football. Anyways, that should do it for me, folks. Have a great week and good luck.